0: to How Have You Not Seen That. My name is Wilson. I'm Charles. And I'm Crossman. Uh, This is a podcast about movies where we discuss films that we have not seen in in the past that are a hole in our filmography that we have perhaps been dishonest about, made folks believe that we have seen it when we have not. We are coming clean. This week was a surprising one for me when Crossman said that he had not seen Hellraiser before. So this is our last entry in our horror October horror-themed month, and it's a big one. So uh, Crossman, tell us about Hellraiser.
1: Uh, we kind of did this out of order. Okay. <laughs> it probably should have came before that. Uh, we we hadn't uh, seen
0: him, so yeah. didn't know that. Ooh,
1: this is a uh, Clive Clive Barker's Hellraiser. He apparently wrote a book, and then he was a first time director and made this film. Hellraiser starts in Morocco, I think, and we have a character <laughs> who we later come to know as Frank, who buys a box, and it's a magical box, and we see him open the box later, and then he's like pretty quickly like vivisected the movie kind of like advances forward a few years frank's brother bought what i assume is like his familial home and he's brought his wife there and they're gonna move move in and i guess they live in like queens somewhere or where I, I i
0: read it as like a little upstate I yeah,
1: maybe the Bronx or like yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere outside the city. I, yeah,
2: That's something that confused me throughout the movie. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: There's a story about that. Yeah, but, we'll talk about that uh, later. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Somewhere outside of the city, yeah. they have this familial house and he's going to reopen the house and move into it with his wife. His wife apparently at some point had an affair with Frank and Frank has now, like, disappeared. They are moving in and on moving day. Our main character, Larry, I think yeah, Larry, his name yeah. is? He cuts his hand on a nail very brutally. Yeah, that was a hell of a an nail. And then, They led up to that for, like, five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. He goes up to the attic where his wife is to show her the injury, and he bleeds on the floor, and the blood is absorbed by the pieces of Frank that are underneath the floor and this kind of uh, reanimates frank into this kind of zombie like form and then his wife like discovers yeah. frank as, as a zombie and is initially horrified by it but is also kind of like still into frank and wants <laughs> for some reason and wants to like help him <laughs> restore his form and so to do that she needs to like get him more blood which means that during the day she goes out picking up men bringing them back to the attic uh, where she kills them and Frank like consumes consumes their blood. Larry's daughter is also in in in, in the this film. movie. Yeah, <laughs> and she I forget how she's like initially kind of like folded into the film but there's like a family dinner and and, and she's there yeah and she, she lives nearby she, like i, I think yeah. she's it feels like she's 19 like she just moved out recently or something yeah yeah she works at like a pet store in the city mm-hmm. or, or something and the implication is that like frank wants to like consume the daughter yes. as well she ends up finding the box that like frank had opened and then she opens it is pursued by these demons, <laughs> known as the uh, the Cenobites, I think. Yeah, that is... sounds right. <clears throat> and the Cenobites want to like take her uh, the Cenobites are like trans dimensional beings that don't know the difference between pain and pleasure, and this leads to them kinda like dissecting people or providing them with great pleasure. The leader of which is Pinhead, which is kind of the like iconic character from this series. Down the, the box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she makes a deal with the Cenobites that rather than her going to their dimension, she'll lead them to Frank, because like Frank like escaped from from their dimension. And that's essentially what happened. She goes back to her father's house. Her father has been killed by Frank and Frank is wearing her father's skin and he like kind of tricks her into thinking that she is her father, but then she grows kind of wise to this. And then is able to get the Cenobites to, like, capture Frank. Uh-huh. And then she escapes the the house with her nice young boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. some dude. <laughs> yes, yeah. Basically. He's and there. she defeats the demons, right? Like, he figures out
0: how to close the box up and, like, yes. the demons are banished. They
2: still, they still want her even after the demons? Yeah, they, they like, go,
0: they yeah. like yeah. go back on their promise yeah. and, like, of course they try and capture her. Right. Uh, to some end. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, she escapes and she tries to destroy the box. And, yep. Like, a, a homeless man who is actually a... Bone dragon comes in <laughs> and, and snatches it up and flies away in the movie ends. Yes. And, and the boxic
1: returns to its home in Morocco. Right, where right. the yeah. mysterious Asian so man sells it to the the unwary <laughs> white man. Yes. Um Okay.
0: So yeah, that was <laughs> that cell raiser. Um, so Craftsman, this movie like when you picked it, like it seems like something that's right up your alley mm-hmm. and something that you almost certainly would have seen when you were twelve years old. Um how oh, have you missed this? I
1: I honestly, I was afraid of this That's movie fair. when I was yeah. a kid. Um, I remember seeing this VHS in the poster at, at video rental stores when Dude. I was very young. Exactly what happened to me. And, <laughs> yes. And being <laughs> yes. very afraid of Pinhead. Yeah. Because uh, the... it always on the cover was, was Pinhead. It's and him and, holding the box, like staring at you. And he's yeah. such an upsetting character to look at. Yeah, um, yeah, I had the exact same experience. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was like afraid of this movie for a long time, and then I kind of forgot about it because yeah. it's like not a not at like the tip of everybody's tongue. Yeah, well, it's um, a, it's like
0: a tier below. Halloween and like the big three. From that era. I
1: wonder if I, everybody's aware. Say it's
0: a
2: B
1: movie. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I wonder if everybody's awareness of the movie is just the same as our awareness, where you stumble <laughs> across it at Blockbuster, and you're like, that's <laughs> really fucking scary, and, and you
1: remember it. You you all probably had the same experience where I was like, okay, this is the movie where Pinhead is gonna get, kill everybody, get yeah. and it's not that nope. at all. It's very it's similar to Beetlejuice, where that's like what I yes, too. Beetlejuice is like not in the movie, yeah, and here Pinhead's on. Screen maybe like four minutes total yeah. in yeah. the movie, and I didn't know that there were like other demon people. No, oh, I have no idea. Uh, Which were also like very upsetting to look yeah. at. Yeah. I feel like but, I'd
0: seen the chattering guy at some point. But I think that's yeah. just
2: because the nemesis dude yeah, has an evil right. Look just like him. yeah, that might be. Yeah. I think that's why I recognized him. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was surprised by that. Uh, that like really undercut yes. my expectations. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. What did you, what did you guys think of the film? I'm, g- I'm going to guess Wilson didn't like. This well, movie, it, it, or... I liked
0: it more than I thought I would. Honestly. Okay, yeah. Good. Like I think I yeah. got more out of
1: this than I expected. Cool. Tra- what do you think, Charles?
2: I wasn't into this one. I was just kind of yeah. bored by it. Really? Yeah. I okay. don't know. Like, th- I mean, I appreciate the special effects in this. They were out of this world. Like all the models, the the different like stop motion effects, they were stellar. Like I was constantly impressed by them. But the actual plot and like theme of it, I felt kind of bored by. I guess I just needed it to be set in space because it was very similar <laughs> to Event Horizon, right? But with a very boring like suburban overtone to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. Because most of the movie is
2: just like you know this weird like flesh dude like wants you to bring men to him, and that's like you know seventy five percent of the movie. And I'm yeah. like, I don't care about any of these characters. Um, so why am I watching?
1: That? Yeah, I said to my wife that like this is it's a little shop of horrors but like actually horrific
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was reminded of under the skin because that's basically what happens in under the skin is that like Scarlett Johansson goes out into the urban wilderness of Scotland and, and just like consumes men and so, yeah eats yeah. up men in her lair yeah and like that's what happens here just with an extra step <laughs> so like that's what i was reminded of because I, I watched this in pretty close succession after i watched Event Horizon, which we discussed last week, yeah, and I was wondering like why this one basically landed for me and that one didn't, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I have like a satisfactory answer to that, other than I was like more sold on the silliness of this movie, yeah, um, which I think I was like better prepared for or something. But I, I it, I basically it
1: was on board. <laughs> basically, anyway, I, I think the degrees of horror are, like much lower stakes in this movie, <clears throat> sure, where it's like it's just a creepy weird house yeah and the real stuff is like around the body and mm-hmm. the presence and which the body effects hold up very well a lot of so them do, yeah when we first see frank it's like really upsetting to like to see him just be this kind of like blood on, on yeah. bones oh, and, yeah like when he's um, rising out of
0: the floor and that like that effect worked really well it, it looks like the thing yeah it looks a lot like the thing
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're using, like, lots of, like, gelatins. Yes, and, like, I think
2: it was, like, an improved wax. version of the Thing effects, actually. I mean, yeah. it is a bit later, to be fair, I think. A yeah. little. Yeah. Um, but, like, the animation just felt a lot smoother, so it's harder to tell that it's, like, stop motion. I assume it was stop motion of some I don't, sort.
1: I think they're not using stop motion, oh, yeah. actually. When the, when the body, when Frank's, like, reassembling, what I think... I'm just guessing. I didn't okay. do any research on this, <laughs> but what I think that they did is they built a wax model and melted it and filmed it, and oh, then they and then just reversed reverse the film. And yeah, the, okay. It looks like and,
0: reverse filming to me too. Yeah, yeah.
1: And w- but the like the weird nature of watching things in reverse makes it work really well yeah. in like a horror setting. This also, I think, is a film where like it would have been much better looking on VHS. Too, sure. Where like even it still looks good, but like there are some things that would look like even better Yeah. On VHS. I, I, actually, incidentally, yeah. Yeah. I didn't
0: seek this up, but I just happened upon Twitter the other day a side by side comparison shot of the, the pinhead character in the original VHS and in like a recent Blu-ray remaster or something. Yeah. Huh. It's night and day. And like in the in the blue like it, the, the color grading is totally different. Like in the in the Blu-ray, like you can see the makeup. Like you can see the white yeah. stuff on yeah. his face. And you couldn't. In the VHS, it just looked like a guy that was just this ghostly white. And, yeah, like, that's going to have a different effect. The worst
1: effect in the film is actually still pretty cool. Like, when she's in the hospital, the daughter's, like, in the hospital, the wall opens up, and she goes down this weird, like, labyrinth corridor. That's all really cool. And then... This kind of like weird creature, like kind of chases yeah. her back down the hall, and that doesn't hold up very well. Creepy, it's just, but the design
2: of the monster is kind of silly and, in the way yeah. that undercuts. Them and you or... can
1: see the rig that the monster's like on, like pushing <laughs> it towards the character. It's quite visible. Yes. I didn't actually
2: notice; I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, my wife
1: pointed it out, yeah. and you could. Liz, Lizzie was like, "Look, you can see the like rig that it's on." I was like, "Oh yeah." Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, for it's me just the, like in the film, but the VHS like it, the it quality would, of it it. would have hit, would have hidden that very really yeah. well, and it would have been a lot darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: I, I do feel yeah. like the the actual worst effect is when she's closing the puzzle box on the different demons, and it's got this weird light effect yes, on them actually, that, that, that it is just the looked <laughs> extremely fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that, a very eighties thing, though.
0: Yeah, that's just that, that's what the computers could do at the time, yeah. and that was that was it. Um, although Star Wars used those same computers and looked way better, so who knows? But um, use
2: less of it, <laughs>
1: right? I I really wasn't sure what to expect out of this film, and mm-hmm. I I was I was like, this is a cool film. Like, <laughs> there, there's still some stuff that's like quite horrific. A lot of it being like the body horror, mm-hmm. and it's it's weird. It's a really weird film, and I think that fits well with like what they're trying to do. Well, I think the reason it
0: basically yeah. worked for me is that there's a There's a clarity of character. In this yes. movie, that I think is really effective, like these people. There's only like four characters. Yeah, yeah. Are, it's not yeah. a very big cast. Yeah, um, they're very simple. Like, it, I mean, the the woman who's bringing these people home is just horny. Like, that's her whole character. she's yeah. horny, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like the Larry character is a dope. Right. Like that's his whole. Character. He's
1: such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy.
0: Also a dope until
1: he gets weird for like a second. Yeah. Right. But then it's just like ah, oh, poor Larry. He's, he's just really gonna get hosed. Such one. a just a wholesome guy, and okay. then the worst thing happens to Larry. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Yeah like, okay fine. Uh, Frank Frank is evil. That's it. Like that's
0: his whole character. He, yeah. is, he is evil. And the Kirstie daughter character is like wholesome and basically competent. And like that's the whole. Character. I,
1: I did like that she was like a competent character yes. though, because like a norm, a norm, <coughs> quote unquote normal yeah. movie, she would have just been like another slasher victim. But she like. Kind of pulls one over on the Cenobites and, like, and gets out. Yeah. fixes the situation. I was like, wow, that was, like, surprisingly, like, wholesome. Although it was right. frustrating
2: yeah. when she yeah. uh, finds Frank with Larry's skin on him and, like, and doesn't see it. has no clue yeah. for, like, the longest time because He's got blood dripping out of his face. Don't like the sides of his yes. face. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like,
0: you don't see anything strange happening here. Yeah. And he's like acting like a weirdo the whole time. It's yeah. like, Come on. Like, yeah. You're right. I that that same thing occurred to me. I was like, let's you know move this along. <laughs> this is out of character for
1: what we've seen. I do first. like that. That actor got to play the like dumb nice yes. guy and then got to play Frank, <clears throat> like yeah. the final form. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Which
0: is which is deep and it's a cool performance from him. Like that. That's it's great. That's rained. and he sells both of them. Yes. Um. To to his credit. Um, I really liked the performance from the uh, the Kiersey character who was played by, I forgot her name already, uh, Ashley Lawrence in apparently her first role. Like, this was
1: her screen the, debut. The daughter? Yeah. yeah. I thought she was really good. Like, she's, she's very, like, believable yeah. and, like, as, like, a vehicle for, like, the audience. She's, mm-hmm. like, the only, like, normal one. I think they kind of set you up, like, maybe Larry's gonna, like, fix the film. Yeah, right. And then as it goes on, you're like, no, nah, he's, per- he's like too dumb <laughs> <No>. to like <laughs> yeah. figure it out. Yeah, um, and it's unclear with movies like this whether or not you never know because like the ending is always like, oh, everybody gets got yeah. in a lot of these films. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And the fact that like she's able to like get out of it was, I was like, well, that's cool. That they did that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's yeah. a good
0: take on the final girl, um, yeah. which is a trope, and like sometimes the trope does play out this way. So that's, it's, they're not breaking the mold in that sense. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she was basically believable, and like there was a, there was an innocence to the character like, she's so young when she does this. She looks like she's seventeen years old. Yeah. And but that 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 she brings enough like maturity and. Competence, again, um, I think kind of overrides that and, like, sells who this is. Yeah. Uh, for me, anyway. I thought that worked well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I felt like the characters... It's funny, it's, the, it's like the opposite of your reaction to it. It's yeah. The characters were one of the reasons why I couldn't get into the no, movie. Really? Okay. It's just because... Well, like I said before, I just felt like I cared so little about what was happening to them because it didn't feel like they were very interesting to me or very well-defined. Well, I mean, they are well-defined, but in a simplistic way, I guess um and so i just wasn't really sold on them right? yeah I, and so i'm I'm just bored watching this woman <clears throat> who just looks kind of bored all the time like there are men in like you know i just didn't care
0: yeah i think that was the toughest character the the female lead who's what was her name
1: uh julia
0: julia it, th- that's the toughest one because a like her just like throwing down with frank like because he shows up at the door one day <laughs> was a tough sell on like yeah. the eve of her wedding um, yeah uh, i didn't i didn't get that and, and, and i think yeah. it just becomes the thing that like you need to accept this in order to that's the ticket to ride for this movie yes and it's like okay fine um
1: i was very confused by the beginning yes. it made more sense like after i read the synopsis in wikipedia because the way that i read the film initially was yeah. that she goes into the room and kind of well, this happens in the movie. She has this like fantasy where she's like with with like Frank, and I think it was a memory. Yes, yes. (laughs) That I didn't initially read as like a memory. I read that just that she was just being like possessed by the spirit of Frank in the house. Yeah, it was a little ambiguous
2: because they showed like a kind of supernatural like look when she enters the room. Yes, kind of a weirdness to it. The
1: beginning of the movie is like cut very fast. Like the events escalate very quickly. Yes, and then the movie slows down a lot. Like the Frank like backstory is like you got to get it in like four. Yeah, they really want to get that out of the way. That's what it felt like. It's yeah. like, all
0: right, here's, here's what's going on. Catch yeah. up now. We're gonna start killing guys. So I was
1: just like, <laughs> okay, I guess she's just like possessed by the house, which I was like on fine. which is yeah. like a fine reading of, of the movie.
0: Yeah, no, I think she actually did that. Yes. I yeah.
1: <laughs> I went back and read that like no, she had actually like had she had been with Larry, had an affair with Frank. And then... Frank disappears. And then Frank disappears, so she stays with Larry and gets married. Right, and it turns yeah. out
0: he disappeared because he made this weird deal with... With the Cenobites. With the Cenobites. Yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> what a name. <laughs> the Cenobites. Um, so,
1: yeah, I think that's that's what was going on there. Uh, so, y- But, yeah, you got to be on board with that. And if you're not, then you're probably not going to connect with the movie. Right, because
0: uh, other than that, there wasn't that much to that character. Like, he was... Really yeah. dismotivated by, for some reason, wanting to be with Frank. Yeah. And, like, that's on its face baffling. Because, A, he, yeah. co- he comes across as, like, a creepy weirdo yeah. even before he becomes a zombie man. Yeah. And then he's a zombie man. And yeah. it's like,
2: why is this woman so invested in this dude? I mean, he kind of coerces her in the sex with the threat of violence Yeah, Yeah, it's clear, yeah, Pulls clear. the knife on her. Yeah. Very unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> and And so... Ugh. And I get that,
0: like this movie is trying to, like, draw out this relationship between like sex and death and like pain and pleasure, one arising from the other, you know, the petit mort, that whole thing. Um, and I'm not sure if exactly they got there. I thought it was more clear than some movies are, to to this film's credit. Um, so, I, in terms of her just standing in as a metaphor for those ideas, you know, like, okay um but yeah that character was the most challenging one yeah yeah uh the other thing i found challenging in this movie was watching around um larry just never looking in that room yeah Yeah. (laughs)
1: he's just a dumb guy he's just a a sweet dumb guy (laughs) yeah
2: like even at the beginning i'm like how would you remotely consider this house ready for (laughs) moving if you got a creepy room in the attic that's like Got rats and it's not treated or well, and anything. They have like a plate full of maggots sitting there in the kitchen and like the whole place. in yeah. general Yeah. Well, just... they don't move in until like later that week, so maybe he hired people to clean that up or something. Uh, they but, do but, eventually. Like, you still got the fucking creepy attic room. When well, the whole place is just filthy, like there's yep. just a general griminess to the entire,
0: yeah. to the entire thing. Like they obviously didn't have a realtor, like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well again, they didn't buy the house it was just in right. his family right, and that and and so that he's was... trying to like
0: refurbish it right I guess that that must be it, but man, the place was was gross,
1: yeah, uh so you' mentioned earlier the location was hard to track here, yeah, um, so to appeal to American audiences they re they changed a lot in the film it was re- it was shot to be in the u k mm-hmm. and oh. then to appeal to American audiences, they just were sort of like uh we are in New York, and they like <laughs> they were like redubbed some characters. Okay. And uh but no, made it seem like they're in New York. They all have American accents. Like, that what? explains
2: my confusion because there were one random the people with like, British re-dubbed. accents. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Who has, I think one of the men that she picks up had a British yes, accent. So yes, I'm like, yes. are they in the UK now? Right? No, I just read that as like he's a British guy in the in the US. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, like, the wife also has a British accent, so yeah. then, like, you know. And it would make okay. more
1: sense for Frank to be able to travel from Morocco to the UK, which is, like, yes. a much, like, shorter trip. That's uh, true. And, yeah, so they were just, like, uh, Americans aren't going to like this. We'll just put it in New York. Yeah, and then, like, Here. a dude where the
2: Yankees cap shows up. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what
0: is
1: this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I read it as just, like, this is
0: in... Like, just north of the city somewhere, somewhere in Westminster or Putnam or whatever. Yeah, I
1: was like, yeah, this looks like parts of Queens or... Yeah, or yeah. that close even. Sure. Yeah. Um. So, that I didn't... Get but it. it's all shot in the UK. There's no American, like, locations. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because,
0: like, it's such a trope in horror films to just be kind of locationless. Yeah. Right? Like, you have these movies that just take place in, like, every town in USA or it's, yeah. like... They're, they're not that concerned with like where things are happening, unless yeah. that's very central to what's going on in the movie, um, which it usually isn't. So I was just kind of like, okay, it's a horror movie. It doesn't matter where it is. And yeah. Like and that was that.
1: So people actually consider this as being like in the UK horror canon. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Like the UK cast and film production. Okay. Is Clive Barker yeah. British? I think so. I might be wrong about okay. that. Okay. But yeah. That's, that's interesting. Um, he's also a first time director and for per- that's a pretty good... Yeah. Film that he's put together, it really is. Like, it's hard to make a feature-length film. It's very hard, mm-hmm. and this like, it, other than like a few like weird moments, like it makes sense as a movie.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> that's it, it, like
1: bar one. Yeah, like bar he, bar two is like there's actually like scary stuff in this film. Yeah,
0: like he mm. he, he gets a little like you pointed it out, he gets a little happy with his edits early in the film, but yeah, he cools, he cools off. And other than that, it's uh, at the very very least competent, and often better than competent. Uh, it, 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 he. Uh, he clearly has done his homework here. Like he, he's watched the Carpenter movies. He's watched Halloween. Like, th- like we can see the influences here. But great. Like, if you're making this movie, that's where you should be drawing your influences from. Um. So mm. you know, good for him. Like, I, I think it worked. It, it worked well. And you're right. That is hard to do.
1: It's hard to get funded
0: too. So.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, that would be scary and he was the author of the book the which book. is like even weirder that like never happens no. yeah, yeah, because so, they're, they're
0: two totally different skill sets. Yeah. Yeah, like you have to be just kind of remarkably talented as a as a person Um,
1: We're, so apparently like a lot of stuff was cut from this film like okay. like with event horizon mm-hmm. uh, It was gonna get an NC-17 rating and they uh-huh. had to like they had to dial it back Um. So some of the like the disassembly of Frank at the beginning of the film which feels very fast. Yeah there was more to that, and Got that oh, wow. uh, that didn't didn't um, make it didn't make it. And then there were more like clearly S M elements oh, in okay. the story, both the written story and the film, and hmm. that was also removed.
0: That, I mean, that might clarify the wife character a little bit more, yeah. Right? Because I think that that's like kind of the nature of her relationship with with Frank, right? Yeah, like the,
2: the whole he's... like Ceno you know, by pain and pleasure thing felt more like a tell than a show.
0: Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No they saw I what that. was happening, yeah. Because we didn't
2: see any pleasure.
0: Nope. No, just <laughs> people getting ripped apart. It's just like, people getting ripped yeah. apart, yeah, like that's all it was. Um, but yeah, and they, they all show up in like black leather, you know, and... The reference
1: is clearly shit. there, yeah. But, yeah. They're, but they can't like show it, I guess. Or they weren't allowed to show it because mm-hmm. they were going to get this rating. Um, yeah. And the movie was banned in Canada or part of Canada. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it became this, like, you know, Ooh. film the you know, was banned. Like, you yeah, had, like, and that, like, added to it. Like, it's a, you know, it's it's the best market you can get. Yeah, is. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Which, uh, like, makes, like, at the beginning of the, Filled. there's like just pieces of Frank all yeah. over the place. It's like, yeah, it's pretty upsetting. So. They like
2: put his face back together, but not really. Yes, that, that red is kind of hokey to me. I was like, oh no, man know. I mean, it's yeah. got the '80s
1: effects and all
2: that. Yeah. Also, it was also pretty gross. Okay, I
0: mean, were we scared by this? Like, was were we actually scared?
2: I,
1: I was simply like disgusted by it. Yeah, like like there, there's like vis- viscerally things that like still read well. Yeah, and I like. Some of the creature designs. I think there's maybe like a. When you first see Frank, I think that that was like a scary moment. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know, I like, I found it more like interesting.
0: I was like, oh, like, mm-hmm. how are they putting this together? Like, where is this shape going? Like, how is this?
2: Manifesting, yeah. yeah, and you see it um, gradually become more and more human looking. Right,
0: and it was like, okay, this is very clearly the thing. Like this is, yeah, and like you said that yeah, that you thought this looked better than the thing, and I'm I'm not persuaded of that, but I think it is. I, I think it is uh, inspired by the thing, um, which is uh, again a good place to draw inspiration from. Uh, the one that got me is at the very end when you have him like in the attic. Room and he's getting pulled apart for the last time, and he has that Jesus wept line—utter nonsense, like that doesn't <laughs> fucking mean anything. But um, it, like, the actual effect there was quite striking. Like that one, yeah. that one
1: worked. But he gets like the through the hand, like the chain. He's, oh, he's like yeah. reaching out of yeah. the yeah, hand, yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. So and they
2: probably like, oh. wanted to show some more of that at the beginning than you implied. Yeah, they implied. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that one still landed.
1: Uh, the Cenobites are very upsetting to look at. Yes, all—all all of them. Yeah. Uh,
2: They're great at finding little ways to make them super unsettling, and
1: each one is very different. Like there's yeah. a lot of clever like creature design.
0: Yeah, the the one yeah. with the glasses I thought was was kind of goofy, and I but the um the female one worked. With the throw. That one got me the most because she's got yeah. her
2: throat ripped open. Yeah.
0: Right. She yeah, had that, um, which very clearly looks like a vagina. That's yeah. exactly where they're going there. Yeah. Um, and like, he had a little bit of hair, he had like little wisps of hair, which I thought was an interesting touch. Um, so yeah, that one was really effective. And then Pinhead is stood the test of time.
2: Yeah. The, I thought the toothy guy was a little funny because they kept doing the teeth-biting sound effect. <laughs> yes. That's just goofy. Yes, it was. So goofy. I agree. Um, yeah. He wasn't credited as Pinhead in the
0: in the credits, I looked it up, he's just leading Cenobite. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's, all. And there's, it was I like.
2: Mean, he's not referred to by name in this one. None of, them sure. like, yeah. none of them so, are. Yeah, So
0: and then there's like female Cenobite and like they all just were like named after their characteristics. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, there's like
1: the larger one that has like, kind of been like disemboweled kind of. Yeah, he looks like a big
0: thumb. Yeah. There's that one. Um, so yeah, the, that design worked really well. Way better than the puppet in the hallway. Yes. Yeah, but
2: so. I, I think I agree with you guys where I felt more grossed out than actually scared yes. for this movie. There are a few jump scares and a few like intense moments. For the most part, I'm just like, Ugh, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a lot of like gross body horror, right? And and, and and like slimy stuff and rats getting cut apart. Yeah,
0: what a weird moment that was. Um, so yeah, this isn't a movie I would return to. I don't think like I just don't need more of this in my life. But it's not. It's also a movie that I'm not upset that I saw it. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that I have this filled in my filmography.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think like a lot of. Um, I I think I was re- like reading about this, but the, like a lot of like the movies around this time, like the '80s horror movies, were kind of like horror comedies. Yeah, like the Freddy Krueger movies, like
0: it, it's just outright funny. But, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: this one like is serious, and it it doesn't like go into being like corny. Like it, it's able to like keep its serious note without being ridiculous. Yeah, which is a hard line to walk when you're doing. Something like this, right? And yeah. I think
0: I, I'm not sure it like totally nails that because there were moments here where I was like, "All right, that's." I a feel like bit I might have
1: preferred if they
2: leaned more into the cheesiness of it, which is like a very good like '80s thing. Yeah. Whereas it fe- it felt like they were trying to be too serious, and that kind of like it kind of clashed
0: for me. Sure, sure. I, I I hear that, but you're right. This is this is clearly t- intended, and often it actually is more serious than something even like Halloween. It, it's it's has a little bit more gravity, or intends to have more gravity um than a movie like that yeah um and again like you 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 described the plot in a pretty accurate way (laughs) and when you just describe what this movie is it is ridiculous right like it's absurd um like all of the conceits here are are very silly yes yeah um so it's it's a credit to the performances really that Mm. that 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 still it, it holds together
2: we we talked about event horizon um not having like a real overarching message or not a coherent yeah. um one what do you guys think about this one i couldn't really pull anything bigger out of this one i don't feel like
0: yeah i'm not i'm not persuaded that it's all the way there i think there's ideas in here about how there is a relationship between like our des- our desires like our carnal desires and like a death wish like I think mm-hmm. there's something about that. I think that there's just a generalized exploration of like why BDSM is a thing for some people and like why they like that. And that like, a right, like you like, in order for pleasure to exist, you need pain to exist in contrast and vice versa. In order for pain sure. to exist, you need pleasure to exist in contrast. And I think that there's something about that that mm-hmm. like y- y- you will, the, the the great lengths people will go to in order to experience what it is they think they need to experience. Um, whether it arrives at like something to hold all that together, um, I'm not convinced of, although I think I'm persuadable on that point. Um, but I think that that's like, broadly what this movie's getting at um, and uh, what it wants to get at anyway.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if it's a message per se, but I think one thing that I liked about the film was that like the Cenobites were kind of like, they. I, and this subverted my expectations of the film. They were not like necessarily evil, like they're just curious. Th- yeah, yeah. They're just like kind of like neutral arbiters in like whatever dimension that they're mm-hmm. from. And I, I liked that sort of in contrast to the Frank character, who's like the pure sort of desire character, who's sacrificed everything for that, mm-hmm. and and then to have that contrasted with like those characters I thought was like a really interesting idea. That they were just like, this is what Frank wanted, so. There it is. Like, yeah, we've we've done this. Mm-hmm, and to yeah. have this sort of like morally neutral character in the face of like the main like murderous characters I thought was like interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. I, I
0: think that at one point the mm-hmm. Xenobites describe themselves as, as explorers, right? Like that yes. these trans-dimensional mm-hmm. explorers. Yeah. And that, it seems in line with what you're describing here, yeah. is that they're not, they don't even necessarily have a goal other than like experiences yeah. and mm-hmm. like seeing what is out there in the world. And I think that there's something there about like, a desire isn't necessarily bad right and like wanting something isn't necessarily bad um uh, it's it's about how you obtain it and yeah. like what how you respond to that desire and like some of us can do that in a healthy way in a safe way and some of us bring you know men that we picked up at midday bars to get murdered in our creepy acts right like that <laughs> <laughs> like yeah that
2: that that might be what's going on in this film a little bit but again okay. I yeah it didn't I, feel like so to me it didn't feel like there was a counterpoint to the like the dark side of desire sure. bent because like you you present the Cenobites as being morally gray but on the other hand like the way that they explore is by tearing people apart. Right. It's, I think it's because like they
0: are presented as like existing outside of human morality. Mm-hmm. Right? Like their their concept of what is good and, and bad doesn't exist. It's just what is desired and not desired, and they have decided that opening up this box and summoning them means that this is what you want,
1: mm-hmm. and that
0: they're going to show you a new experience and a new world and all this, all this stuff. And that we we see that as evil. Frank doesn't, right? And that they see themselves as simply responding to a request. Um, mm-hmm. And that there's something to bad. Like there's okay. a, there's an idea in there. Somewhere. Yeah,
1: it's, it's like. I think there's more to it than just like the monkey paw kind of scenario sure. where it's like be careful what you wish for, but I, I think like at its core, like that's what it is. But I think it's a little deeper because there's a lot of like the S and M references are, like right and the very edgy even now. And yeah, like, like the
0: it. wife character is like a willing participant in this. Yeah, right? like yeah. she she does opt in. She she has pretty clear physical domination over frank at the beginning of this movie right like he's unable to move about right yeah. like he can barely function as a being in space and she you know and she feels like,
1: quite horrifically and quite to, quickly yeah <laughs> you know? she just yeah.
0: pretty much in it just like that yeah um so i, I think that that it matters
1: as well but i'd be hard pressed to say though like the moral of this movie is this. X. like yeah. I, I it, there's it doesn't seem it, like it's it trying doesn't to, have uh, like a strong yeah. core message, but there's like interesting themes and ideas that it is like working yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. To say that it's like it's not like completely vacuous. Like there's there's a weird idea here. Yeah, but it, I here. mean, it
0: it doesn't have yeah. the clarity of something like Halloween, where I think you can really point pretty solidly to what that movie is about. Yeah, um, in a way that this one um, it does it isn't interested in it or fails to do. Um, and I think that makes Halloween the spirit movie, um, and I mm-hmm. think that most people would agree with that. Um, so yeah, I hear your point. Yeah, That's, that, I, I <laughs> think that you're you're on the money. Yeah.
1: Um, like with Halloween and Freddy Krueger, this movie has many sequels. Yes, <laughs> and apparently in deteriorating quality. <laughs> Gee, imagine that! Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, what, a, what a surprise! Yeah, apparently they needed to like find the backstory for the Cenobites, bites, which yeah. is like. That is tempting because they are like interesting characters. But they're
0: interesting because
1: they're mysterious. Because yeah, they have, yeah, yeah. It's the old
2: killing the golden goose problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So I imagine the tables are not very good. Are you going to go watch them? Probably not. No. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I looked at the ratings of some of them. I was like, oof, this these yeah. didn't like go well.
2: Wait, but apparently they go into space at some point. Is I got to see that. Yeah, <laughs> Go for it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure they do. Because there is kind of like a sci-fi quality to the the it by characters, right? Like yes. They, there's, a, yeah. there's a little hint of that. Yeah, I
2: mean, like, it's just, like, really similar to Event Horizon. They're essentially, it's like another dimension, right? So you <laughs> can imagine this is the same dimension that they tapped into when they're going through that sure. When, wormhole. Right? Sure,
0: universe. Yep, why not? <laughs> this, this
2: all exists. Same aesthetic.
0: It, it is It is very similar. You're, you are correct. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that someone said, oh, wait, people liked this movie that wasn't very expensive to make. Let's make
1: clearly, seven more of Clive that, Clive Barker made his whole career on it, like, he was the executive producer of like the whole series. Sure, of, like, directed a few of them. What
2: else has Clive Barker done? Because I know pretty his name much nothing was... else. I, really? Because I, looked... I feel like I recognize his name very prominently. I, I, You'd think he would be responsible for like many. Like, I, I like, can check right
1: anime. now, but I remember looking and just being like, this is it for
0: wow. Clive for Mr. Barker." Okay. Well, I mean, but
1: this like, you know, he this like t- yeah, 2018, How Razor Judgment. 20, they made one of these last year. 2011 Hellraiser Revelation. Oh my god! 2009 Hellraiser: Dinner, <laughs> Winter's Lament.
2: What? What does uh, that mean?
1: <laughs> um, he did the Midnight Meat Train, which is like a B movie that came out in 2008. That people only know about
2: because the name is hilarious. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was like liked in some horror, okay. like horror fan circles. Uh, Masters of Horror. The TV series, which was like uh they just invited like famous horror directors to come and direct an episode. Okay, sure. Hellraiser, Hellworld, Hellraiser Prophecy, Hellraiser debtor Hellraiser Hellseeker. I'm only in 2002, but <laughs> oh my Jesus. god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just uh, it. Like these things yeah. have
0: a preloaded audience, right? Like once you you hook them on this one, like the horror fans will keep coming back.
1: Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, Hellraiser, the video game idea. (laughs) Uh, He did Nightbreed, which is another horror movie that some people like and not everybody does. And Hellraiser 2 in 88, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah, that was just the next year, right? Because this came out in 87. Yeah.
1: And then the, the, they just turned around and made The very next year. Well, said. I think this one was a big success. Like, it was a yes, small-budget movie, and it made a lot of money.
0: Yeah, which usually. is the, the story of these 80s horror movies, yeah. right? Like, they're cheap and then blow up.
2: it's um, just like, a big trend back then? Because I don't feel like you hear... The, that doesn't really happen too much anymore.
0: No, because no, the studios are way more conservative now with their money, right? Yeah. So it's it's all like, is this an established property? Yeah. Right. Can we invest a bunch of money and like be guaranteed a big return on it? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Yeah,
2: but yeah. I, I feel like we've seen the another uptick in like horror film successes. Uh, no, like, like the, five ten years. Right?
1: The Saw movies they made like a million. Okay, of those. No, that's true. I uh, about Hostel that. they made a bunch of sequels to. So, I I think if you're willing to like keep the budget small and the quality low, like you you can make a million sequels <laughs> to a successful horror franchise. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What well, we have started to see, and we've talked about this before. Is these kind of like art house horror movies more yeah. more of that, which do not inspire sequels. Like you're, we're not going to see the Witch two at any point. <laughs> that's that's not a thing. Um, so yeah. yeah, that that kind of cuts against the this trope, which you mm-hmm. know, good. Right? I don't want to watch the Witch two. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, any uh, any closing thoughts on on Hellraiser?
1: I I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I had pretty low expectations just from like. You know the the Eros movie came out and the the absurd nature of the film, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, re- I really liked it. I think this is a good film. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm, but, I'm, I'm, I'm basically with you. Like I, I'm, again, yeah. I'm not going to go back to this one. Like this is not my jam. But I didn't. I'm glad I saw it. Like I'm, I'm it. I basically enjoyed my 90 minutes here. Like that was it was solid. Like yeah. I and that's all I can really ask for.
2: I mean, I'm glad to put a name to a face, so to speak, behind yeah. all those blockbuster spookings. Um, but uh, yeah, just didn't get into this
0: one. Yeah, and then, uh, I
2: didn't. I totally get that reaction, like that.
1: <laughs> that's fair to me. It's not for everybody. No, yeah. it's yeah, not.
0: yeah. And I think the people that want this have found it, right? Like at, <laughs> at this point, like if you like Snaky B movies, like this stands pretty large in that canon. Like you will have tracked it down by now. Yeah, for you the
1: want. era, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's, I think it holds up well.
0: Yeah, that's all these, all these folks want, and that's fine. That's legitimate. Yeah. All right, well, we'll be back in a moment with Things We've Seen. We'll see you then.
1: And welcome back, Things We've Seen. This is a section where we just talk about films we watched recently, sometimes more contemporary, sometimes not. We'll Wilson, what did you watch recently?
0: Um, I watched the new uh, Pedro Almodovar, I do not know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, uh, movie uh, Pain and Glory. Um, so this, is, this is the one that's starring Antonio Banderas, um, it came out recently to rave reviews, and it was great. Like, I, I really, really liked it. Um, so, this is well into his career at this point, um, and probably his most autobiographical work from from the director. The premise is um, that Antonio Banderas plays a famous Spanish film director um, who has uh, chronic pain. He just has various ailments. He has back problems, slip discs, migraines. You know, bad knees, um, and is also, incidentally, the most famous Spanish. Director ever, or at least of the the modern era in which this movie takes place, which is to say that he is the actual director of this movie. He's Pedro Amatovarez cast himself. Mm-hmm. Um, the t- story is there's kind of a split narrative here. So we have um, the the hook is that one, the big movie, the big breakout movie for this director, is getting a uh, is being screened as as a, at a, a new theater for its 30th anniversary or something, and the um, Director hasn't spoken to the lead actor since the movie was released. They, they had a falling out and they want the two of them to the people that run on this theater want the two of them to introduce the movie and discuss it to a Q&A um, at this uh, reunion screening um, So they the director goes to see the the friend uh, or the, the the actor they reignite their relationship end up making something new together and 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 do this this Q&A Alongside that we have a flashback of his of his childhood and him gradually gradually um, discovering art and discovering storytelling and also discovering that he is gay or bi over the course of this this chapter in his in his childhood um, he also in the main timeline becomes addicted to heroin um mm. to treat his chronic pain um in in the, he tries heroin for the first time when he's like 60 which is a unconventional move um <laughs> and so the, the movie progresses, like that's the setup, and the movie, the movie progresses from there. Um, and it, it plays out as a, a, a series of episodes in his life, um, both in the past and in the, this modern era, um, that culminated in him kind of reco- reconciling his peculiar relationship with his mother, um, that they, their relationship was strained but still very loving, and he has to resolve that before he can start creating again. And the mm-hmm. movie is kind of about how art is used to both exhibit your past, in the sense that, like, here's this thing that happened to me, which is literally what's going on in this movie, yep. um, but also, like, resolve your past internally, that through, through creation, we, we come to understand ourselves more more clearly and more crisply. Um, it's also an amount movie, so it's very brightly colored. Um, it has very, you know, clear, bright lines in terms of its staging and its framing. Um, and Antonio Banderas gives the, the performance of his career here. He is riveting as this uh, as you know El Moribundo playing himself, um, and, it, and and th- that's that's worth the price of admission. So I'm I really I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a it plays like a bit of like a slice of life movie, but more vibrant than that mm-hmm. name suggests. More vibrant than like what I've described here. Many very moving scenes, and and more than just Banderas giving strong performances here. Um, so it's a really easy recommend for me. Um, it, it just opened, so I, hopefully it's still screening by the time this posts. Um, it, it's called uh, Pain and Glory.
2: Cool. Who's next? What did you see, Carols? Uh, I saw The Joker. Oh, really? Okay. And, no, it's just Joker. Uh, okay. I saw Joker, uh, and I was really surprised by this movie. I I mean, I, like like everyone else, I was very colored by all the meta discussion about this yeah. movie, but I feel like it's been maybe a bit unfair to it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, Maybe not great or, like, you know, the best movie of the year or anything like that. But I was very surprised by how how good I thought it was. Um, Let me see, running through it. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix gives a fantastic performance. Uh, I don't think there's any controversy there. Um, But uh, the movie is not about what everybody seems to think it's about. Because all the discussion about this is about, like, you know, you know, incels and like incel violence and things like that right um and i feel like a lot of that stems from like the joker memes that we see on the internet and just general internet discussion and that's kind of what people have projected onto the movie um and what a lot of the incel community wants it to be about Um, but this was all made up like before anybody saw the movie uh and that's something we need to remind ourselves because this movie really isn't about that at all um and the movie the message of the movie seems to be more about like the poor treatment of the mentally ill combined with um, how we strip away social safety nets and healthcare and things like that and how that creates these problems. Um, That seems to be what I took away as the true message of the movie and that seems like a very like, it's a message that makes sense to me, right? Um, And it portrays, um, so this is from before um, Batman existed, this is when Bruce is still a little kid. Um, but Thomas Wayne is a character, and he's portrayed as like a huge asshole. It's like the common trope where like a, people will like talk about how he's such a great man because he's like this wealthy savior to the city or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like they meet him in person, and obviously he's just like a total total jerk. Um, and he seems to be the real villain in this case, so him and like you know his like class of people, I guess, um, because like one of the big like instigators of all the problems is that you know joker was getting like therapy and meds before but then that program gets cut the funding gets cut and he can't go and get that anymore he can't get his meds anymore right and that causes a lot of problems (laughs) um and that's something that happens in real life right it seems like a very real situation yeah it
1: it happened in the 80s the reagan administration pulled the funding on this movie set in the the 80s yeah all the mental institutions around the country and that led to just like a bunch of people were just suddenly on the street and had no safety net. And there was a huge spike in murders and sexual assaults. And, like, that that happened in reality.
2: <laughs> yeah, so there you go. This is a very real take on yeah. that. Um, I did find it very uncomfortable to watch overall um, because there are, like, very violent scenes. Um, and because the character is so effectively portrayed by Joaquin Phoenix, it's also very hard to watch because... Uh, In many cases, he's just a very awkward character, and in many cases, he's a very unpredictable character. Um, So throughout the whole movie, I felt pretty uncomfortable watching it. And uh, I think that's uh, a credit to the movie, because I think it's trying to do that, and I think it's executed very effectively. Um, So that's like a success. Um, But yeah, overall, um, just interesting that it's so different from all the discussion uh, around the movie. Um, and I think it's worth seeing. Wasn't
1: it a big part of it that like people misinterpreted the Aurora theater shooting as being about the Joker, but like that like shooter was not inspired by the Joker at all. Was not dressed as the Joker. Mm-hmm. It was ju- it just it was like for screening of Batman, but that was like not necessarily connected to. I didn't what read the shooter that part was of doing.
2: it, um, so I'm not aware of that. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I, yeah, I think part of it is just like. You see the Heath Ledger Joker iconography show up in a lot of, like, creepy weirdo shit on the internet. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. (laughs) And, like, this particular iteration of the Joker is being pitched as, like, this guy that's been, you know, ignored by society. And, like, the incel folks do identify with that in the same way, combined with the Heath Ledger portrayal. Like I think, raise some alarm bells.
2: Right. So, like, I yeah. mean, ultimately, he <clears throat> is like a white male who is ignored by society. But right. it's not because women won't sleep with him. Yeah. It's not because he can't make jokes. It's because you know the government's cutting funding for, right. for to support people like him. It's more like that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, there are there there are scenes where he like thinks he has a girlfriend, but it turns out he doesn't. I guess that's a bit of a spoiler. I'm sorry, but it. It didn't feel prominent enough to me to really read this as an incel film. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see why someone might read it that way, but it felt de-emphasized to me, and so I didn't see it that way. You've seen Taxi
0: Driver, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how well does this movie distinguish itself
2: from Taxi Driver? Because
1: it looks a lot like that in King. Or, or you were never really here.
2: Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Uh, no, I think this is pretty it. similar to Taxi Driver, but I'll admit I saw Taxi Driver probably ten years ago, and so okay. I don't exactly remember it that well. Um, but I do hear that it's extremely similar to that and King Comedy, King which Com- I have not yeah. seen. King Comedy's great. Yeah, that would be really good. Um, also, okay. I I do find it funny that um, I feel like this movie helped me understand why you guys always talk about Batman as like a right wing. Oh, superhero. okay, that's interesting. Um, because like Batman's in this movie, right? As Bruce Wayne, you sure. you see you see uh, his parents get killed. It's like the classic Batman moment. Right? Finally, like, figure out how his parents die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another another retelling of it. It's like, it's like Uncle Ben and Spider Man, right? Yeah. Yet again, but
1: do pearls fall to the floor in yes. slow motion? In crime yes. alice <laughs> You Thank do. God. They do. Um, but mm-hmm. like. I was worried so, like, that they wouldn't.
2: <laughs> the ultimate conflict in this movie is a class conflict, right? And then yeah. you, you fast forward to the Batman in this timeline. And assuming he's the same as the Batman you've seen before, uh, instead of rectifying all these issues that created the Joker and that created all this unrest in the city, he's going out and beating up criminals, yeah. right? In, instead of wielding his billions to help people. And so that kind of made that point of view much more clear to me. It helped me really understand That's that. interesting. I, it didn't make as much sense to me before.
0: Huh. Okay, no, I was I was planning on seeing this. I just didn't want to give it opening weekend money, but um,
2: I, <laughs> I will. I do I do want to get to it eventually. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, walking in reading. anything. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that's got really it. it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I joked that after seeing the master, uh, I, it made more sense to me why he would be cast as the Joker. Oh no shit! But, yeah, yeah he, he he really,
0: he yeah. really does great. You, you should watch. Um, you're never really here. Like yeah, that one. That's a great movie, and it feels like a companion. To this.
1: That's that's also like hard to watch. You're <laughs> like, throughout the, you never know what's going to happen in the yeah. film. You're just like, I, I have no yeah. idea what this character is going to yeah, do. Yeah,
0: th- a, there's a lot of taxi driver in that one as well. A lot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that, that's another good next one after the Joker. Um, how about you,
1: Kristin? What you say? Yeah, I'm, I'm still on my like TV binge. Okay. Um, so I rewatched The Rock. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Another Sorkin film. Uh, is it?
0: He did it. He punched <laughs> Wait, up some what? lines for it. Like the funniest lines in that movie are Aaron Sorkin. That points. makes
2: sense. <laughs> Wait, this is a Michael Bay film, right?
1: It's Michael Bay directing, Jerry Bruckheimer uh, producing, Okay. Uh, Sean, Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, and Hans Zimmer on the soundtrack. Yep. And that, that was actually the most interesting note to me <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. throughout. I've seen this movie many times. What was funny is there's an action scene at the beginning, it's very famous where Sean Connery like escapes from this hotel room and he steals uh, a Hummer and they're like driving through the streets of San Francisco and Nick Cage steals a Ferrari and it's like chasing after. Wait the scene right. gone in sixty seconds? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you seen The Rock? I've not seen The Rock. Oh, you'd probably like it. Uh, I like right I've wanted around. to see it. Um what was funny about it in this rewatch is you can really hear the Hans Zimmer soundtrack and it's like maximum mm. Zimmer. Very Zimmy. Uh, very Zimmy. Um <laughs> to the point where right before they like kind of break out into the streets and do this like car chase, um there's like a riff that is almost exactly the Pirates of the Caribbean theme no. <laughs> just like cut into the action scene. So I had to like stop the movie and like rewind it <laughs> and like listen to it. And the chord progression is slightly different, but is for sure the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Yeah, it's pretty good. Just like knit into this soundtrack. (laughs) And then this movie predates Pirates by like seven years or something. Mm and so it's funny then to see a film where zimmer was just like opening up this notebook and be like hey i really like this and let's then that, make this
0: the whole song yeah <laughs> yeah
1: and the pirates theme is like cool it's, it's like good. A good it's a good People movie like it. theme. it's pretty iconic it's funny to hear the riff just kind of like placed into mm-hmm. into this yeah. movie um the other things that are very notable about this film is it's way more violent than i remember really yes okay it's very very bloody like you see like like you really see people like get shot and is is it r-rated i believe so but it was it was more like it was a harder r than like i remembered okay um maybe that's because this is one of those films that's like on tv all the time and so you see the Uh, like the tv version and that's the one that sets in your mind yeah and to watch it this way around it was like oh this is a lot more violent than Mm -hmm. i remember and to the point where it's like uncomfortable like level of violence or it's yeah. like oh this was like a cool movie back in the day and then to like rewatch it it's like oh this is like glorifying God. violence in a way that's like uncomfortable now mm-hmm. and I don't it, it's not critical of that violence at all yeah it's Michael Bay right like of, yeah. of course
0: it isn't <laughs> yeah. yeah but <laughs> that's, that's yeah it, it
1: was funny to like rewatch it and be like wow this is like a really violent Movie. Right. Well, and Ooh. we know where Michael Bay
0: ends up now, right? Like, just how like jingoistic and this
1: this movie is that too. Yeah. This is this is about like the troops. Yeah, and, no, like <laughs> how the like the troops have been wrong. Right, and like yeah.
0: how much he buys into that later on. Like, this isn't an aberration, yes. right? Like Yes, it's a, the, a beat in the pattern.
1: Yeah, this yeah. is someone who like really believes in the effectiveness of the troops. Yeah, and and in the yeah. money
0: he gets from the CIA, <laughs> really, and the DoD, yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh yeah to the point where it was just like what this is like a yeah anyways <laughs> did you like it um not as much as i thought okay. i would cuz i remember being like oh yeah this is like a light hearted action film and yeah. then you see like Super, look at like shot in the face. You're like, wow, Wait, man. <laughs> this is this is intense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That kind of reminds me of um, uh,
2: watching Bad Boys 2, uh, which is also sure. a Michael Bay film. Yes, it's a really yeah. long film, but there's lots of extended action scenes where, like you say, the action is kind of over the top to a level where it's uncomfortable. Yeah, like there's some dismemberment in there. But yeah. the, what really stood out to me is the scene where they have a highway chase. Somehow they end up behind a truck full of dead bodies in it. That's like delivering bodies to the morgue. Gross. And the bad guys start like tossing bodies out, and they're like raining onto the highway and landing on the hero's car and stuff. And Jesus, I just felt kind of nauseous. not remember that exactly. At all. Yeah. I felt yeah. kind of nauseous watching that. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is
0: this? Yeah, right? I don't. I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, Ed Harris is great okay. in this film as as always. Um, so I think it's like notable for his performance. Sean Connery as an action figure at his age is completely unbelievable like <laughs> like because um, yeah, he yeah he's old now um but back he's then he I mean, ancient now but yeah he's he's still very old in this film okay. and he looks like terrible <laughs> mm, right <laughs> uh yeah I don't, I don't know what to do with this film it's it's not good um <laughs> i think one of the most notable funny things about this film though was when in the lead up to the iraq war there was a description of some of the chemical weapons that Saddam Hussein had Mm -hmm. that was lifted from this movie that are purely (laughs) fictional.
2: Oh my God. So
1: in some of the reports that were like being fed to the Bush administration or that were being fabricated by the Bush administration, quoted directly from this movie where they talk about how the uh, chemical weapons existed in like a, a String of Pearls fashion. And in this movie, they have these kind of like green orbs that are the, the uh, infinity stones. The, the, <laughs> it's like a VX nerve gas. Right. And in some some of like the real CIA documents, they describe the, the String of Pearls arrangement of VX nerve gas weapons, which is not a real thing and was used to help sell the Iraq war. Yep. Uh, which is one funny note of history that this movie kind of like exists within. Yeah, small yeah.
0: consolation that our enemies are very stupid. Yes, <laughs> but they yeah. sure are. Yeah.
1: So I'm sure this movie like got CIA money, and that it's hilarious to see it, it like, like feeds back. F- yeah, feeds back into history as is, is like a real thing.
0: Wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Okay. Should we watch it? Like, is it worthwhile?
1: Um, I think as as a movie that's like emblematic of its time. Uh huh. Of, of like a very jingoistic period in our time where like we're we're not at war i think it's like interesting mm-hmm. to see like a de- depictions of like military and like quote unquote peacetime hmm. um, but yeah it's it's a
0: odd movie okay I, <laughs> I haven't seen it and i don't aspire to but yeah like that I, all i know about it is that yeah or aaron sarkin came in and and punched up a few lines. <laughs> that's
1: it. It probably needed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a Michael Bay movie, that wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage is good, as he is as, as 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 in everything. As, right. as usual. Yeah.
0: And Harris, as usual, right? You get a good yep. cast, it can't be that bad. For sure. Um, my pick? Yes. Okay, so we're moving on from horror movies for now. We'll be back here next October. Um, <laughs> I have found one of the handful of the big Westerns that I have not seen yet, and it is The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. So this is Humphrey Bogart. It's a big one. Um, I I know some of the iconic scenes in it, and I know the general premise, but that's basically it. And I've been mm-hmm. meaning to see it for a long time, and now I'm going to, Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Cool. Um, so thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we are available on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud and Facebook. Um, sharing the show definitely helps, commenting is appreciated, liking and sharing also helps a lot. Um, and we'll be back here next week for the, uh, the Treasure of the Sierra Madre. See you then.